0: God, for uh, the sacrifice, the sacrifice that was the perfect lamb, God, I just praise your name, that he is the lion and the lamb, and God, there is strength in Jesus Christ, even though he is the perfect sacrifice, even though he is the gentle lamb, God, he's the mighty lion, and I thank you for that truth tonight, God, as we look at your word, God, we look at the, the reality of what you have to say to us, I pray that, that, Lord, we'd be open and attentive to what you have to say. God, that we'd forever be changed by your word. Your word is the only thing that can change us. So, Lord Jesus, I pray that your Holy Spirit work through your word right now as we are changed forever by it. God, we do do so love you, and we thank you for this precious word. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so I thought I would bring you a short message this this evening. Um, I got to thinking about... um, is anybody freaked out by those demon possession movies? You know what I mean? Like, like you get all weirded out by that. and yeah, We got, we got some amens in the room. Um, get all weirded out about that. I want to ask you a question for just a second. So, so what are some of the names of some of those movies? Give me a recent one. I don't know. Did you say Haunted Mansion? That's a Disney movie. Is that what you said, Dana? I am legend. I don't think that's a demon possession movie, is it? <laughs> Thank you, Dana. Does anybody have another one besides I Am Legend? The Exorcist—that's a classic one, right? What? Poltergeist. What? It? I don't think. I don't think that's demon possession. I don't, there's no. Oh my gosh. I'm talking about the movies that are really like demon possession movies. What? What would you say? The, the Omen. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, man, some old school ones there. That movie freaked me out, by the way. The Omen did. Yeah. All right. Well, we got some names out there. We got I Am Legend and It and... Yeah, so, anyway. Uh, Bradley, thank you. Um, anyway, so... I got to thinking about the, these movies where there is this fear of Satan, right? I mean, like, like a legitimate fear of Satan. Let me ask you this question. Um, where in this book, I, I was looking through here today, and I've looked through here before, where does it say that I'm supposed to fear Satan? Has, he, has anybody, can you point me to a passage? You, you got Google, Google it. A passage about fearing Satan, right? It's not in here. As a matter of fact, it says, resist the devil and he will flee from you, right? Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Huh. So who are we supposed to fear then? If we're not supposed to fear Satan? Oh, everybody said God. God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of... Wisdom, right? Hmm. That's weird. So if this book says that I'm not supposed to fear Satan, and I am supposed to fear God, which which, which one is really going on in my life? Am I more afraid of God or more afraid of Satan? Because I think most of the world is more afraid of Satan. Why is that? Why is that? Who who has come up with this fear of Satan? Who has put that in our brains? Where does that come from? Hollywood, movies, sensationalism, right? Anything that's sensational, man. I was talking about this to somebody the other day. Anything that is spicy, man, that's that's what makes it on TV. That's what makes it into movies. We want to see demon-possessed people crawling on the walls, crawling on the ceiling. You know what's weird about that? You know, I, I mean, I, I saw that on a commercial. I don't know what movie that was. It's been a long time ago. But some dude, like, his head spins around and he's like crawling up a wall and crawling up a ceiling. You know, and all this demon possession stuff that's going on. You know, what's interesting is I would think if ever there was a dude crawling on the wall or crawling on the ceiling because he was demon possessed, I'm pretty sure that'd have been on CNN at some point, don't you? Like, somebody would have got their phone out and say, that dude just crawled like Spider-Man. I'm getting that on camera. Right? Like, that would have happened by now, don't you think? Like, surely we have some evidence. Y'all, this dude, like, he just scaled the wall because he was demon-possessed. I think, but no. No, that's not what you see. That's not what real demon possession is like. Do I believe in demon possession? Absolutely, it's true. It's a reality. It talks about it in God's Word. Do I believe demon possession happens today? Yes, I believe it does. I believe it does. Do I believe that all the junk they put into movies to make somebody look like they're demon-possessed because we like the way that it looks on TV? Do I believe that that's what happens? No, I do not. No, I do not. But today, most people are more afraid of Satan than they are afraid of God. Wouldn't you agree with that? I would absolutely agree with that. How often do you see a movie about a false preacher that gets up, tells a bunch of things that people want to hear, tickles their ear, and then they all go to hell as a result? Have you ever seen that movie? I've been looking for that movie to come out for a long time. I hadn't seen it yet. I hadn't seen it yet. But I tell you what, to me, that would be the scariest movie around because that's more real, way more real than this demon possession junk that they're putting on TV. That's way more real and way more scary than anything that they're putting in movies or on TV. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. Brett's going to put a scary picture up there. This is our, yeah, talking about mask and fear. Look at me in Luke chapter 12 this evening and uh, I just want to talk to you for just a few minutes about what God's Word says about mask, about hiding, about covering, and then about fear. And there are two things here that are, that are discussed. It says, Meanwhile, the crowds grew until thousands were milling about and stepping on each other. Jesus turned to his disciples and warned them. So he's talking to his disciples. This is important that you understand that he is talking to his disciples. He first turned, uh, turned first to his disciples and warned them, Beware of the yeast of the Pharisees, their hypocrisy. Now, what is the hypocrisy of the Pharisees? Boy, that, there's, a, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of things that could be said about the, the Pharisees and how they were hypocrites. The biggest thing is this. The biggest thing is this, is that they were, uh, they were, they were dressed up on the outside, but on the inside they were empty. They were dead on the inside and, and appeared to be very alive on the outside, right? So it was a hypocrisy because their inside didn't match their outside. And they loved to dress up. They loved to have the fancy garments, the fancy robes. You know, they had, they had to look different than everybody else so they would stand out, right? So that was their big thing. I want to I I look like I am all holier than thou. Therefore, people will think that about me. That, therefore, they will elevate me. And they were all, all seeking the adoration of men. That was what they wanted. They wanted to be looked at as, as something bigger, something better, something brighter, And they wanted to have this image. And what Jesus said is that image is just that. It's just an image. It's just a mask. It's covering up what's really on the inside. Now, thank goodness we don't deal with any of that today, do we? (laughs) Covering up. Making it look one way when it's really another. Um, People often ask me, what do I wear to Simple Church? I'm like, I don't care. I don't care. I'd I'd much rather you um, spend your time on Sunday morning praying and getting your insides right than I had you worrying about you getting your outsides right. Come in with your hair in a bun, no makeup, it's all good. We don't care. I promise you we don't. You may care, but let me ask you this. If you care so much about what you look like on the outside instead of what you look like on the inside, who are you more worried about impressing? Who are you more worried about impressing? Are you looking for the adoration of men or the adoration of God? That's tough, right? That's tough, right? Because what do we all want? We want to fit in, you know? We we, we want to to look a certain way. But let me ask you the question, seriously. Do we worry more about what God thinks or what man thinks? Let's go on to read and see what it says here. Because this is Jesus talking to his disciples. And he's saying, beware of hypocrites. But he says, the time is coming when everything that is covered up will be revealed. And all that is secret will be made known to all. Whatever you have said in the dark will be heard in the light. And whatever you have whispered behind closed doors will be shouted from the housetops for all to hear. He said, the mask is coming off. You will be found out. You cannot hide. You cannot wear this mask in the presence of God because God doesn't look at the mask. God doesn't look at the outside. We've talked about that a million times, have we not? That Jesus always evaluates the heart. Well, what do we spend more time getting ready? The heart or the outside? Because I tell you what, that's exactly the kind of hypocrisy that Jesus was preaching against. We even do this We even have a tendency to do this in the area of church attendance, right? Do you attend church so that somebody else will see you there or because you want to get closer to Jesus Christ? You want to grow in the grace and knowledge of your Lord and Savior. Do you do it with your heart coming in here because I want to know this Christ that they talk about? Or do you come in here because it's Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and say, I'm supposed to be at church, Because if it's the latter, it's a problem. And you know what? People will tell on themselves. People will tell on themselves about this. You know how they tell on themselves? They'll see me, and they hadn't been at church in like a month, and they'll go, man, I'm sorry I hadn't been there. And I want to go, he's sorry I hadn't been there. Why are you telling me? Why are you telling me? And I'll get this in meetings at work. Oh, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that in front of you. He's sorry, he shouldn't have said that in front of you. Do you know what people would do if I started doing that? <laughs> they would say, oh, he skipped his medication today. <laughs> but isn't that really what what you should be doing? It, an apology to me. And, and I, I, I mean, I, I've... Talk to some of you about it, and so I'm sorry I hadn't been here. And I'm like, that's not on me, man. You're you're missing out on the glory of God. You're missing out on an opportunity to grow closer to Him. I'm sorry for you, you know. I'm so, it's your heart that's at stake here. I was there on Sunday. I was there. They do. They they tell on they tell on themselves. So are they more worried about what I think of them? Are they more worried about what God thinks of them? They're like, well, you know, I just, I just don't want you to look at me bad. I just, I just don't want you to think bad things of me because I'm not a bad person. Tell that to him. Tell that to him. I'm not really a bad person. I don't want you to look at me in a bad way. Would that work? Would that work? Could you tell that to God? I'm not really a bad person. I don't want you to see me in that light. Um, just. Ignore it, okay? Like, because I think that more people are worried about the mask and wearing the mask, which is exactly the kind of hypocrisy that Jesus is preaching against right here. And he's talking to his boys, he's talking to his disciples, and he's saying, Beware of the hypocrisy of the Pharisees. And I believe what he is saying is, Don't be like them. Don't be like them. Don't be so concerned with how you look. The adoration of men as opposed to the adoration of God. Now, th- th- I mean, like, I'm not against politicians. Don't get me wrong. But that would be a very difficult position for me to be in. Because uh, really, a politician really has to be worried about what other people think of them, right? That would be very difficult for me. That's why God put me in this role as opposed to being a politician. Because here, all I'm worried about is what He thinks. And I am so sorry to tell you this, but I do not care what you think. You can hate me, you can spit on me, you can pull the beard from my face, and I would say, that's exactly what my Savior went through. Thank you for reminding me of that. Do you know how many people hate me? There's a bunch. There's a bunch more of them than there are ones in here that love me. I assure you that. Do you think that bothers me? Only when I get away from God. When I get close to Jesus, when I I get focused on the right things, then I go, pshh. Let's see what else. Let's see what else Jesus says. This is Jesus talking. I think we should probably pay attention to it. Dear friends, don't be afraid of those who want to kill your body. They cannot do any more to you after that. But I'll tell you whom to fear. Fear God. Who has the power to kill you and then throw you into hell? Yes, he's the one to fear. Now, how many people do you know that are afraid of dying, afraid of getting dead, being shot, being killed, being stabbed, being run over by a car? Man, we do all kinds of stuff to protect ourselves from death, don't we? We are so scared of death. Man, we got all kinds of airbags, crumple zones in our cars. We are just covered up with ways so we don't die. Man, we 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 towed around, we towed around our, our, our 380 in our back, you know, because we don't want nobody to shoot us before we shoot them. Man, we are fixated on protecting ourselves from death. I mean, we get on a cruise ship, it's covered up with lifeboats so we don't die. We, we, we do all kinds of things to protect ourselves, don't we, from death. But how many things do we do to protect ourselves from an eternity separated from God who has the power and authority and the right. He des- you deserve to go to hell. You understand that, right? Like if you look at the quality of your life and who you are, you deserve hell, right? So you've got to understand that, first of all who would have every right to throw you into hell, we don't fear him who has the power to take our lives from us and also throw us into hell is what Jesus says. Now, I want you to understand that these are the words of Christ. This is not some guy that heard what Jesus said. You know, this is the words of Christ. Not somebody that took the teachings of Jesus and transformed it and said, well, you probably can see that. No, this is Jesus talking. He said, God can take your life from you and throw you into hell. That's who you should fear. That's who you should fear. So, uh, it's Halloween coming up. Everybody's going to be all afraid because it's going to be dark and, you know, afraid of the demon possession movies and stuff like that. You know why I'm not afraid of demon possession? Because the light of Christ is within me. And darkness and light can't exist in the same space. I am not afraid of demons. I'm not afraid of Satan. I'm not afraid of Satan. I'm not afraid of dying. I'm really not. There was a point in my life where I was. There was a point in my life where I was terrified of it. But now I know the truth. Now I know the truth, The greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And I watch God do all kinds of stuff, and I say, man, he's a miraculous God. I say, he's the same one that's doing stuff inside of me. He's the same one that gave his son, let his son experience death so that I might be set free, so I don't have to be held captive by sin, so that I can be just as clean on the inside as I am on the outside. So it's just a simple question tonight. It's just a simple statement about mask and fear. What are you more concerned with? What do you fear more? Do you fear fear death and Satan more than you fear God in eternity? I hope it's been a wake-up call for you. Because God has made a way. He's made a way for us to have eternity with Him. That we don't have to be afraid of it. We can embrace it. And say, I'm not afraid of death. It just means I get to spend eternity with Him. Is that the way you feel in your heart? Or is there something else going on? Maybe you should talk to Jesus about it. Maybe you need to come to an altar and talk to Him about it. Maybe you need to go outside and cry and talk to Him about it. I don't know. But I know this. You need to talk to Him about it. Let me pray. Father, thank you, God, for this word. That always challenges us. No matter how long. How long you. Speak to us God. Whether if you speak to us. For five minutes. Two minutes. Thirty seconds. Two hours. God you always challenge us with truth. And Lord I believe that people in here. Have been challenged with truth. I believe people in here. Are very concerned. With their outside appearance. But not so concerned with the inside. God I pray that people in here that don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ that they'd be awakened to that truth that they would come and fall on their face before you and say God I need you and those that have been so concerned with everything else and not so concerned with you God maybe they are a Christian but maybe they've fallen away God I pray that right now they would just allow their hearts to be stirred, allow their hearts to be broken, God you would draw them to you, God be glorified in this time as we respond to you In Jesus' name, amen. Everyone stand.